Welcome to Hustlers Healthy Hacks. I'm Madeline Carafa, creator and host of the Healthy Hustlers. And I'm Tegan Martin, former Miss Universe Australia and presenter. Every Tuesday, we will be bringing you raw and honest conversations that we hope will empower you to live a healthier, happier life. If you enjoy our conversations, we'd love you to follow our adventures on Instagram. You can find Tegan at Tegan.Martin and myself, Madeline, at The Healthy Hustlers. Now let's dive into this week's conversation. Hello, my darling Tegan. Hi, Matt. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm really well. I'm very excited to be chatting to you as always. Oh, it's always a pleasure. I am pretty pumped for this topic today. We are all going through a bit of an odd time at the moment and routine is certainly something that we need to finesse right now more than ever. Totally, totally agree. And it's funny because it is something that is coming up in a lot of my guest interviews at the moment. And if anyone's been listening to those um, in conversations, they'll know that routine has definitely been a hot topic, I would say, from all of all of the guests. And it's something for me personally that I've really embraced throughout this isolation period and something I feel that's really, really working in my favour. Mm. I think for so long, I, especially when I went out on my own, I think when you're in a nine to five, you are naturally in routine because you have to be at work yep. at a certain time for someone else. So your day naturally slots into a bit of a routine. Whether when I transitioned to working for myself and working from home, you know, I had all this freedom and I was like, mm. this is awesome. I'm working on my own terms, blah, blah, blah. And it actually just reflecting back, I'm like, it did not work in my favor at all. I was so many pockets of the day where I could have been really productive or really creative. And I lost that because mm. I wasn't probably aware enough of it because I wasn't in a good routine. It's funny you say that, Mads, because everyone seems to be freaking out about this working from home thing. And I'm like, what do you mean? This is just life. And they're all like, (laughs) but, you know, like then I I went to get a coffee just to get out of the house and it was like the highlight of my day. And then I came back and I just stared at my computer screen and looked at my keyboard and was like, oh, how do I like get back to this just in the comfort of my own room with the plant sitting next to me? And I'm like, wow, I've been doing this for like quite a long time. I know I get to go out on shoots and I I am around people sometimes, but majority of the time it's me, my computer and my desk and the window that I'm really good at staring at. And I have to find the motivation within myself. I can't pull Mm. on people around me to keep me accountable. I have to, I have to show up. And I know from, you know, my cotton on days, you really thrive off other people's energy. And I think you get your productivity and your motivation from being surrounded by other people. Either that or someone next to you, it's like, oh, I need to do it because I'm behind and she's, she's, you know, watching me. (laughs) Absolutely. So learning to do that on your own is a whole nother skill, really. So you've, I feel really mastered that over the years. And I feel like I'm I'm still, like I'm nearly two years into working for myself and I'm still kind of learning how to keep myself really motivated and productive mm. from working from the comfort of my home. Yeah. So I'm excited to dive into this topic, but I just have to say to everyone, <laughs> I am so sorry about my voice in the last episode about passion. So I was sitting in my apartment hallway because Georgia was asleep and it wasn't until after we... <laughs> recording that um Tegan's like Mads your voice was like 
You sounded like you were whispering through that the entire whole time. <laughs> no, you should have seen like this scene that I wish I could paint you a perfect picture. Mads is in the hallway with her like knees tucked up with her computer with her little headphones on trying to like whisper so that G wouldn't wake up. And I was like so into the conversation, which you will <laughs> understand when you listen to the episode, like we were both really in flow with our, with our chat that day, which is why I think it's a really good episode. But yeah, it was actually quite funny if you saw behind the scenes what was really going on oh my goodness seriously and I had so many people like walking because it's like a communal hallway in an apartment building. <laughs> so many people walking past on my level being like what the fuck oh I didn't realize you were in like the the apartment hall I thought you were in your hallway no the apartment <gasps> hallway like to the lift oh my god that just I, gets way funnier I know seriously so I was like sitting under an exit light just oh. like you know trying to make some magic and in turn I was actually whispering <laughs> through the whole thing so I really apologize guys but I do think that that episode was awesome I loved recording that one I think there's some gold in there so if you haven't listened please do so because I think it's very um relative. relative to the times right now absolutely and we really want to stay on track and keep this episode around routine quite relative to where we're at now. You know, I know a lot of people are working from home and it's very foreign to them and they're navigating their way through, you know, working on their own. Um, But there's also probably a lot of people that may not go back to five days a week in an office. You know, I'm hearing lots of things like, you know, my partner works at Macquarie Bank, his roommate works for the government and there's lots of conversation around what's going to be happening with with office spaces moving forward. Definitely. And I think, you know, I've heard a few people talk about like being on different rosters. So you might have Mm. a week where you're in the office and a week where you're not, or, you know, I think limiting, especially those bigger organizations, which are definitely the places where people thrive or get the motivation from other people's energy. So I think there's probably going to be a lot of people that aren't even going back to that situation for a really long time even if they are in the office it's probably not going to have that buzz and that energy level that it usually does so I think this episode will hopefully be useful for everyone who is going through that at the moment and transitioning to being at home or getting used to being at home but Teagues do you want to kick it off with a quote I know you always have some goodies for us absolutely I have two. First one relates to what you were saying before about uh, interviewing. You obviously interview successful people on this podcast every week and I guess the people tune into them is because they want to try and take away what are some of the common threads these people are doing as to why they are so successful in their field. And I found this beautiful article on thoughtcatalog.com by Brianna West, Weist, sorry, and it really got my mind ticking. I love this website when it comes to, you know, sparking thought around certain topics. And this article is called The Psychology of Daily Routine. And Brianna says, the most successful people in history, the ones many refer to as geniuses in their field or masters of their crafts, had one thing in common other than talent. Their most adhered to and rigid routines. Oh, I love that so much. And I could definitely say that majority of the talent who I would refer to as very successful people talk about routine and how important that is. There so has to I be think something in it, right? Like if all absolutely. of these people that are, you know, leaders in their field are, are so strict with their routines, um, there's got to be a reason why. And actually, Mads, you you told me that Georgie gave you a very good explanation as perhaps to why we expand less energy and why we're more productive when we're sticking to a routine. 
Yeah, absolutely. So Georgie spoke in the last um, episode about how when we make decisions, it's actually using brain power. Mm. And so by making too many decisions in one day, we're actually using a lot of brain power. Instead, if we actually have a really cemented routine or Mm. a routine that we stick to, we're putting less brain power into making decisions every day. I think she used the example of like, should I have a coffee now or should I have a Mm. coffee later? Like something as simple as that is actually using brain power. So I really loved that take on it because I thought it is so true. And I know it almost takes, we've talked about us both being a little bit indecisive with things. Mm. And I even know like I'm really indecisive, for example, when it comes to food. So if I'm at a (laughs) dinner table and everyone's ordering at a restaurant, like I will spend so much time and almost make myself quite anxious about ordering a bloody meal. Like (laughs) I'm I'm actually just indecisive about everything. I've come to terms with that. And I spoke so passionately about that in the last episode because it's something that I'm working on. And it's something that, as I said, my therapist spoke to me about a few years ago is that I just constantly, you know, I have, I make a decision. It's not like I'm second guessing myself. Like I, I back myself and I back that I'm intelligent enough to figure out what's right and wrong, but there's just so many options in life. Yeah, and absolutely. I'm a very, um, I'm the type of person that's very open-minded to different ways of doing things. Like I'm not like really all for conventional medicine or really all for holistic medicine. Like I'm open to the two. It's the same with anything in my life. I'm Mm. really open-minded when it comes to how you can do things, which is sometimes just confusing. Sometimes I wish I was like, why can't I just be that person that's like, I'm all for this and I'm all for this and I don't want anything else. This is what I need, you know. Sometimes I think that would take a lot less energy of mine and this actually brings me to a thought my ex-boyfriend who was very big in the the personal development space one of the first things that he um, encouraged me to do when we were dating was the six human needs I don't know if you've ever done it Mads have you I think we've spoken about this yeah Yeah. it's ringing a bell so as humans we obviously have six human needs you know things that we all need in some capacity and people crave different amounts of each depending on who they are and what they're about so the needs are certainty uncertainty and variety significance connection and love growth and contribution and I can sit here and tell you quite honestly like I don't mind that um, uncertainty and variety has always been really high for me connection and love then it probably goes growth then contribution significance and then certainty is last so um, a lot of people look at my life my friends are like oh my god you're a bit cray tags like you you know you'll be like yeah I'll, I'll go live in the jungle yeah I'll go hang at Miss Universe with Donald Trump like I've done some really crazy things that Like people in my life are like, don't do that, Tegan. Don't go live in the jungle. Don't do that. Don't do this TV show. You could risk your reputation, you know. And I've always been such a big craver of uncertainty and not knowing exactly what's next. But I've definitely realized that that has probably played a big part in like a lot of the sort of fatigue issues I've had over the years because I have been you know sitting in these indecisive kind of uncertain phases where I'm like traveling one week and then you know jumping on a plane to somewhere else the next and not really living in the same home where I wake up and I eat and I go to bed at the same time like I've just been kind of all over the place in my 20s which I've loved but I'm definitely hitting a point in my life where I'm craving more certainty and routine because I feel like it's going to calm me, center me and just make me feel a bit more energized in life. 
It's so interesting you say that because when you were saying that, I was like, oh my goodness, you are definitely craving certainty now. And I think even just in our conversations, and that's something that I can absolutely relate to of, you know, I didn't have as extensive 20s as you with all the travel and stuff, but I did still live out of home with girlfriends. I Mm. traveled heaps. Like I wasn't overly career focused in my early years and I wasn't ever too scared of what was next. I just always knew that the right thing would happen and fall into place. I've oh, always it's been the a best believer. Way to be that, but it's like, you kind of can't do it forever. I totally believe that, yeah, things happen for a reason. But getting closer to, you know, the end of my 20s and my 30s, you really do start craving that bit of routine, that bit of normality, mm. that bit of certainty of knowing like, okay, what's next? You know, even things like how much money I have in the bank, where where mm. I can travel to next, what I can buy, like you become a lot more structured around that. Yeah. So I, I think, think there's probably a lot of people shift. hitting it at the same age. If you and I are both feeling that way and a lot of my friends have said the same thing, like you do get to a point where you're like, you know what, I was so deterred by the idea of the white picket fence and the dog and the routine, but the older I get, the more I'm like, mm, I started off being like, mm, yeah, I reckon I could like sort of do that, but like maybe like with a lot of travel in there. And then like as I've gone on, I'm like really like in a place at the moment where I'm like, I want that. Like I just want to be settled. So I think the beautiful thing about shifting more into having a lot of certainty is it's almost like routine where you start to find those pockets of time in your life to bring in joy and to bring about things that fill up your cup. Mm. So for example, when your life is a bit more certain or you know, you know, you live in a certain house and you kind of know when you have time for holidays or what time of the year you need a holiday. Like for us, we always know that, okay, June and July, like if we can get through that, it's quite cold in Melbourne. Yeah. It's not overly social time. We always know that we're dying for a holiday come August, September. And it's also just that time before, I guess, Christmas and that really heavy rush space especially for Ryan being in trade, that pre-Christmas period is so intense. Mm. So it's like we, I think having that bit of like clarity around the way you're going to feel at certain times of year as well, it Mm. gives you something to look forward to. So instead of always having this adventurous life of unknown and I just say yes to opportunities, your excitement more comes from these planned things that you do still really look forward to and bring about a lot of joy. So it's just a bit of a Mm. shift. And I think that that's exactly what routine in everyday life does as well, is that it's it allows you to find those moments in time in each day where you can do that bit of self-care or you can prioritize yourself instead mm-hmm. of getting to the end of the day where you've kind of had no routine or no real structure and you look at the clock, it's three o'clock. This is used to be my day, for example. Yeah. I look at the clock and three o'clock. I'm still in my pajamas. I haven't eaten lunch. The dishwasher isn't unpacked. All of these things that then bring about a huge amount of anxiety and overwhelm and you feel like you haven't succeeded in that day even though you might have a to-do list that's been fully ticked off everything around you starts to feel like it's falling apart and so I think having that more structured routine of I wake up at this time you know your body will naturally start to wake up at this time I have a coffee at this time I have my breakfast at this time I then have you know this half an hour to go for a walk or to do something all of a sudden like your body's in like in a really good rhythm, your mind's in a good rhythm. And this routine actually helps you to be quite productive. And you then become more aware of your creative 
moments as well or your creative time. You know, we're all creative at different times. And I remember figuring out for me around three o'clock was a really, really productive and creative time. I felt like things just started to flow or to fall into place by that time in the day. So three till like 7 p.m. for me was just like amazing time. So I will try to have my bigger tasks or my most creative time then in the Mm. day. So I think it brings about that bit of awareness. That's interesting you say that, Mads, because when I was doing the health coaching course, they talked a lot about tapping into your circadian rhythm, which is your body's Mm. natural ebbs and flows of energy. And for me, I have this huge flow of energy from like 4pm to 8pm. It's it's the most inconvenient time to have peak energy, but it doesn't matter when I go to sleep and when I wake up every single time, that's when my energy comes. So building my routine around or in line with my circadian rhythm has been just paramount in like improving my productivity and just feeling like I'm actually getting things done. Because when I was trying to wake up and do it early at the same time, everyone else does it. Like my productivity, I wasn't getting anything done. I wasn't getting my best work done. So building your routine around what works best for you. I know it's hard when you're working in an office nine to five, but if you're working from home at the moment, use this time to start playing around with when you're most productive and when your energy is at its best. Because I don't think your boss is going to mind, or I can't speak for everyone, but if you, you know, wake up a bit earlier, do some work, have a break in the middle of the day when you have your slump and then go back to it a bit later. Or if you start a bit later because you sleep in, because you know you need to sleep until 9.30 to get the most out of your sleep, it'd be worth having that conversation with your boss if they are open-minded and just saying, hey, do you mind if I start at 10 and work till you know, 6.37 mm-hmm. instead of waking up early because I just don't feel like I'm giving you my best? Absolutely. Or I think even if you don't feel like you have that relationship with your boss, almost taking that power into your own hands Mm. and instead planning your Zoom meetings or your contact with your workplace around the times that work best for you. So kind of be the one that suggests a meeting time, say it's like one o'clock or 11 o'clock so that you know then that you can work around that on the on the tasks that just require you to be working by yourself. Love it. Um, So really work it to your favour in a way because I think now is the absolute best time. And, you know, your employee is going to see the output of work that you're doing. So the results are going to come even though you might be doing your work if you're a morning person at 7 to 10. That might be your most productive hours. The work's still getting done. So at the end of the day, they're going to be happy because the tasks are being achieved. So try to kind of work it in your favour of suggesting the meeting times where you can. Mm, I've noticed a lot of my friends not even really like conversing it with their boss. I think they just have their checking calls as long as the work's getting done. I don't really think a lot of their bosses are caring how it gets done. It's like as long as it gets done and if you're not commuting, you're often spending an extra half hour to an hour working that you you normally would sort of count yeah. being in the car as like well this is work um yeah. so I think a lot of a lot of employers are getting probably more out of their staff than than usual totally agree and I think though another thing on that like with the driving or how you would used to get to work think of those times in the day say if it takes you 45 minutes to get to work what do you usually do in that 45 minutes like do you call a friend do you listen to a podcast do you listen mm. to music Make sure you don't give up that time as well because that is really precious self-care time, Mm. to be honest. So really making sure that you're sticking towards that. Like if you are someone that 
that naturally thrives in a nine to five routine, then make sure you are getting up at the same time you would usually get up for work. Make sure you're having your lunch at the same time that you usually will. Like stick to that routine. Mm. Whether if you're someone that knows that they don't thrive, like I always knew that I didn't thrive great in that nine to five routine. Mm. So once I did get to working from home, I did try to become really aware of those pockets of time that I was most productive for when I'd have those lulls. And so use those lulls for the time where you could go for a walk around the block and listen to your podcast or, you know, and use that, think of it as your time to drive of driving to work. Absolutely. So make sure you're not just filling those pockets of the day, because I have heard a lot of people actually say that at times, because we are much more accessible and everyone has more time. And I guess, you know, I know when you're in a corporate environment, a face-to-face meeting takes a hell of a lot longer Mm. than jumping on a Zoom call because you're in and out of that. So a lot of businesses are kind of going back to back to back with Zoom calls, which can be so exhausting. Mm. So just make sure you are kind of still giving yourself those pockets of time in the day, because it's really, really important to be giving ourselves time at the moment. One thing I would love to add on that is that when we do call a friend or speak to a colleague or we're we're connecting with other humans, we can often take on their energy, their problems. You know, if you're driving to work and you decide, I'm going to call my friend this morning instead of spend my 40-minute commute listening to one of my favourite positive podcasts or, or listening to my Happy Vibe playlist, and then you call your friend and you end up speaking about, you know, some heavy issues in their life for 40 minutes on your way to work, that's not um, going to be helpful in setting your day up and helping your routine Mm. stick on track. Um, Trying to also schedule in times where you're you're not busy at work or you don't have a project or something big that's going to take a lot of energy and saying, well, I'm going to call my girlfriend on Friday night after work when I've got the weekend ahead of me because I know she's going through some stuff right now and I want to give her my whole attention and I want to be there for her. But like you can really screw up your routine by even sometimes answering the wrong phone call. Oh my goodness. I am so glad you touched on that because I and any of my friends listening to this will be like, oh, oh yeah, even you that? and I, like Maddie. sometimes we just don't answer each other's calls and but we get it because we like we we talk about these things whereas it's probably not something that people talk about openly and like, hey, if I don't answer your call, it's probably just because I'm really caught up in what I need to get done and I just can't give you what I want to give you in that moment. 100%. And I'm really, well, I try to be really open with my friends about that. Like sometimes I'll just say, like I'll literally write back, like George is asleep. Mm. I can't talk right now because it's my only time to say do the laundry or do the dishes or whatever it is. Like I'm really, really strict on only giving the energy out when I really need it Yeah, because it can be really overwhelming and it can, I guess, derail your whole day. Yeah, And that's obviously for friend, if I know a friend really needs me, I'll always answer the phone. But if it's a general just catch up chat and it doesn't fit into my schedule or my time, I will not answer the phone. And that's nothing against anyone or any of my friends it's just purely that I know that routine is working really well for myself but also Georgia at the moment Mm. as well and so being able to stick to that for me right now I'm holding in really really high value I would love to potentially finish up around mum routine because I know we are attracting a lot of mummies to this podcast and and you know for me I'm not there yet but it's definitely something I'll be looking at in the next few years how to have a routine as a mum Maddie (laughs) 
Well, it's so funny because I was so against routine becoming a mum. Like when I was pregnant, Brian and I would always be like, oh, the baby will fit around our life and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Now I'm like, yeah, that totally doesn't happen. (laughs) Georgia rules the roost and it's on Georgia's terms. But, no, I've honestly found that I'm definitely not a, like, down to the minute she sleeps at this time, but I have a ballpark of I know she wakes from, say, quarter to seven in between quarter to seven and quarter past seven. Mm. So I work my day off two-hour wait time for Georgia and in that time I know she needs to eat, play, nappy change. So it allows for a bit of structure as well. I've actually had a few mums message me and say, do you have a sleep routine? And no, I don't have a sleep routine, but it's that I work off that two-hour wait time with two, she's just dropped her third nap. So that allows me a lot of freedom as well because I know, for example, in the morning she wakes up, she has breakfast, we go for a walk, she goes down for a sleep. Mm. Then during that time is my time to do the housework or whatever I need to do. The next awake time, well, that's for if we need to go to the shops or mm. do anything like that, then she has lunch and another nap. So I think it's actually allowed me so much freedom because I'm working within, you know, I'll know between 9 and 9.30 she's down for a nap and I know her next nap is between X and Y time. So in turn, it actually works in your favor because it gives you, which Angie was talking about on the podcast actually, and I loved, she said how routine allows freedom and she just, it literally just dawned on me that that is exactly how I'm feeling right now. I feel so much freer. Mm. I'm less riddled with stress and anxiety because I semi know how my day is going to pan out. And I think that a lot of the time when I wasn't focused on routine, I would get overwhelmed very, very quickly. Mm. And that very quickly leads to stress. And I would look back on my day and just feel quite exhausted and quite drained Mm. when we hadn't necessarily done much. But I just let that lack of routine overwhelm me too much. It's like how we were talking about um, routine being flow. And we read that little excerpt of that article this morning which I have in front of me and I would love to finish on that. So this is from Brianna Weist, the thought catalogue piece that I read earlier but we just loved this so much so have a listen. As your body self-regulates, routine becomes the pathway to flow. Flow, in case you don't know, is essentially what happens when we become so completely engaged with what we're doing. All of our ideas or worries dissolve and we're just completely present in the task. The more you train your body to respond to different cues, for example, 7am is when you wake up, 2pm is when you start writing, and so on, you naturally fall into flow with a lot more ease because of your habit. So it's basically saying routine equals flow and flow is when we are calm and present and when things just probably naturally attract into our lives easier. Um, I love that so much. Going back to routine from a baby, like something that I've learned watching Georgia is those cues. So for example, Mm -hmm. a cue for her, like getting in her sleeping bag and getting her little comforter is a cue for sleep. Yeah. And so if we, we are actually trained like that as babies, that's, that's how we're natural, our natural instincts as babies. I guess it's like a yawn, like take the yawn seriously. Like if you start yawning, don't start writing your essay when you start yawning, like you're not going to, you're going to take three hours for what may normally take an hour in writing. 
100%. So I think becoming really aware of those signs, those signals and those cues in, yeah. yeah, in your everyday life as to when are you most productive? When do you feel like you have the most brain power to be creative? When is your lull? Like when do you yeah. need, you know, some outside fresh air to kind of bring back your spark? Like mm. being really aware of those times in the day will allow you to have a really, really solid routine that will help you to completely thrive. You've really inspired me, Mads, to write like a solid routine out and really try and stick to it this week. Yeah, I love it. Honestly, do it. I, I'm really enjoying my routine. Though one thing I will say, and this is probably more to mum, something I have also loved is having a day for whatever. And yeah. that's often Thursday for me because I work two days a week. I find Thursday, I call it mine and George's whatever day, where yes, oh. we semi-stick to a routine, but I'm not as kind of like get up, get going. Like we mm-hmm. might stay in our pajamas longer or we might just stay indoors and play. A lot of the time I will actually still naturally do the routine, but I think just in my mind it allows that little bit of um, joy, (laughs) I guess, a little bit of uncertainty, exactly, it really does. And so I kind of get excited for that Thursday of just like, oh, this is just our whatever day together. I love that. I think that's the same as Sundays for me and probably many people. It's like if you're going to be that person that introduces routine into your life, don't become a Nazi and get beat yourself up if you don't stick to it. Leave a day, you know, if Sundays is your, you know, day with family, leave a day where you do do something really adventurous, like go for a hike or do something that is very different to your normal routine. And that's what keeps you sane in sticking to the routine. Yep. Love it. All right, <laughs> darling, I will That's enough from us. We can talk all day. Bye. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a five-star review on the podcast app. If you'd like to suggest a topic, we'd love to hear from you via Instagram at The Healthy Hustlers or via the website, thehealthyhustlers.com. If you'd like to stay up to date with all things hustle, please follow at tegan.martin and at The Healthy Hustlers on Instagram. See you all next week.